passes to India, Chapter Fifteen. Miss Quested and Aziz and a guide continued the slightly tedious expedition. They did not talk much, for the sun was getting high. The air felt like a warm bath into which hotter water is trickling constantly. The temperature rose and rose. The boulders said, "I am alive." The small stones answered, "I am almost alive." Between the chinks lay the ashes of little plants. They meant to climb to the rocking stone on the summit, but it was too far, and they contented themselves with the big group of caves. En route for these, they encountered several isolated caves, which the guide persuaded them to visit. But really, there was nothing to see. They lit a match. admired its reflection in the polish tested the echo and came out again aziz was pretty sure they should come on some interesting old carvings soon but only meant he wished there were some carvings his deeper thoughts were about the breakfast symptoms of disorganization had appeared as he left the camp He ran over the menu, the an English breakfast, porridge and mutton chops, but some Indian dishes to cause con- conversation, and pan afterwards. He had never liked Miss Quested as much as Mrs. Moore, and had little to say to her, less than ever now that she would marry a British official. Nor had Adela much to say to him. If his mind was with the breakfast, hers was mainly with her marriage. Simla next week. Get rid of Antony. A view of Tibet. Tiresome wedding bells. Egg Agra in October. See Mrs. Moore's comfortably off from Bombay. The procession passed before her again, blurred by the heat, and then she turned. to the more serious business of her life at chandrapur there were real difficulties here ronnie's limitations and her own but she enjoyed facing difficulties and decided that if she could control her peevishness always her weak point and neither rail against anglo indian nor succumb to it their married life ought to be happy and profitable she must not be too theoretical she would deal with each pr- problem as it came out and trust to ronnie's common sense and her own luckily each had abundance of common sense and goodwill but as she toiled over a rock with resembled in inverted saucer she thought what about love the rock was nicked by a double row of footholds and somehow the question was suggested by them where had she then footholds before oh yes they were the pattern traced in the dust by the wheels of the nawab bahadur's car she and ronnie no they did not love each other do i take you too fast 
inquired Aziz, for she had paused, a doubtful expression on her face. The discovery had come so suddenly that she felt like a mountaineer whose rope had broken. Not to love the man once going to marry. Not to find out till this moment. Not even to have asked oneself of the question until now. Something else to think out. Vexed rather than appalled, she stood still, her eyes on the sparkling rock. There was steam and animal contact at dusk, but the emotion that links them was absent. Ought she to break her engagement off, she was inclined to think not. It would cause so much trouble to others. Besides, she wasn't convinced that love is necessary to a successful union. If love is everything, few marriage, marriages would survive the honeymoon. No, I am all right, thanks, she said, and her emotions, well under control, resumed the climb, though she felt a bit dashed. Aziz held her hand. Uh, the guide adhered to the surface like a lizard and scampered about as if governed by a personal center of gravity. Are you married, Dr. Aziz? She asked, stopping again and frowning. Yes, indeed. Do come and see my wife. For he felt it more artistic to have his wife alive for a moment. Thank you, she said absently. She is not at Chandrapur just now. And have you children? Yes, indeed, three, he replied in firmer tones. Are they a great pleasure to you? Why, naturally, I adore them, he laughed. I suppose so. What a handsome little oriental he was, and no doubt his wife and children were beautiful too, for people usually get what they already possess. She did not admire him with any personal warmth, for there was nothing of the vagrant in her blood. But she guessed he might attract women of his own race and rank, and she regretted that neither she nor Ronnie had physical charm. It does make a difference in a relationship. Beauty, thick hair, a fine skin. Probably this man had several wives. Mohammedans always insist on their full four, according to Mrs. Turton, and having no one else to speak to on that eternal rock, she gave rein to the subject of marriage and said in her honest, decent, inquisitive way, Have you one wife or more than one? The question shocked the young man very much. It challenged a new conviction of his community, and a new convictions are more sensitive than old. If she had said, do you worship one god or several? He would not have objected. But to ask an educated Indian Muslim how many wives he has, appalling, hideous. He was in trouble how to conceal his confusion. One, one in my own particular case, he spluttered and let go of her hand. Quite a number of caves were at the top of the track and thinking, damn the English even at their best. He plunged into one of them to recover his balance. She followed at her leisure, quite unconscious that she had said the wrong thing and not seeing him, 
but she also went into a cave, thinking with half her mind, sightseeing bores me, and wandering with the other half about marriage.